You're now listening to Primetime with Charles Reese, presented by the Bros You Think Network. Enjoy. What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Primetime Podcast. It is week one, LSU versus Georgia Southern, Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. in Death Valley. Today, I am joined by Josh Lemoyne to give you all a game preview as we look at this Georgia State matchup. But before we get started, I'd like to welcome our guest, Josh. Josh, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm just getting ready for this first week. Uh, it should be a good contest. Uh, really kind of see where LSU's at with this new offense. Uh, and, you know, we're always you always uh, wanting to see the defense as well. Yeah, talk about, uh, you know, LSU facing uh, not an opponent like last year in a Miami team, a team that was very talented, or even an opponent like they will be facing in Texas. But Georgia Southern, a team that uh, took some time to get where they are, uh, you know, under their new head coach. I think this is his third year. Uh, last year was his first full season. He took over midseason, similar to Coach O the year before. But last year, the Georgia Southern team goes uh, ten and three with a bowl victory. So a team returning fourteen starters. Uh, it, it seems like it's going to be a good test for this LSU team. No, it, you know, and this is a, a good gauge for LSU. Uh, I look at these guys a lot like Troy. They they got a quality a quality program, um, and if you don't come to play, you know, if if you if you take them. If you take them the wrong way, um, you know, unfortunately, LSU seen what can happen. You know, Troy a few years back, uh, and that's you know that was a bad look for Coach O. So I know uh, that those guys take take every team serious. You know, so um, I expect them to be prepared like it's it's any any team or any program in the country. Um, you know, it just makes it a little more. Uh, advanced that this team is uh like you said 10 and 3 they're a good program um and I, i'm happy uh, charles i'm i want to see how lsu performs against a, a a program you know that you're supposed to beat but it's open and weak we should see that fire we should see them guys ready to play some football um so i'm going to be paying attention to a lot of things well we look at this georgia southern team a team that returns a quarterback um in Shy Wirtz or Shea Wirtz, uh, a guy that last year had uh, 25 touchdowns on the season, um, 60% completion rate. He also rushed for 908 yards last year, averaging five yards a carry, 15 touchdowns on the ground. He, he seems like he's a dynamic quarterback, athletic, and he's a guy that has the experience that I don't think he's going to be uh, – you know, scared of this matchup. I, I think he's going to come up with some poise. Uh, what is it going to take from this defense of LSU to handle a guy like Words, but also this triple option that they'll be bringing in? Right. So when you look at a, a guy like Jay Words, that, you know, I took a look at him, and I'm not going to lie to you, you know, I, I had to do a deep dive into who he is and what type of player he is, but um, it's kind of like the. Georgia Tech situation, Charles. Uh, anytime you you line up against Georgia Tech, it's you know it's who's the quarterback this year because you know they're going to put an athlete in that position. He's going to make plays. Uh, when you do a deep dive into who he is and um, you know his his stats and how athletic he is, it's pretty obvious. I mean, he can run the ball. He completes the passes he needs to in certain situations. Um, and overall, 
let me just say this. If LSU don't come prepared for the triple option, he's going to make them guys pay. I mean, he won 10 games last year. He knows how to win. Um, this program has got that feel around it. Talked to a couple people that know the program, that have been around it recently, and they said it's a, a winning mentality. That's the feel inside the, in, inside the doors there, that they're going into LSU like to do any game, and he thinks that he can make plays against LSU. How important is it for this defense to stick to their assignments whenever you face an option attack? Yeah, I mean, look, I think we probably heard it from 20 other shows this week. Assignment football, assignment football with with the, the, the triple option, you know, and, I, and I'll say it, it is assignment football. Uh, um, but what, what I want to see, Charles, on this, it's not only assignment football. I want to see some energy. I want to see, hey. If I miss my assignment, maybe a little bit, let's show that speed is why I got recruited for. I can get this. This guy is not going to beat me to the edge because, look, anytime you play the triple option, I don't care if you practice for it 100 days in a row. It's just a tricky offense. And that's why these smaller schools run it, because they know they have an opportunity to beat schools they really shouldn't be contending with because it's a tricky type of offense. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it's assignment football. But with that being said, I want to see LSU play with high energy. Maybe if they miss an assignment, let's use some of that caliber four and five star talent we got to make some plays. Yeah, it'll be important for the defense to stick to assignments, especially these newer guys. You know, you have a couple of freshmen playing. You've got a guy like Apu Aika. You get to see what he can do, but he's also going to have to stay in his assignment because, you know, he makes one wrong read. He can leave the middle open, and next thing you know, you have a, a you know a sixty yard touchdown. But I, you know, something I thought interesting was what Grant Delpit said. Talked about what the safeties do in an option attack, and mm -hmm. he said we are going to be running a lot this game. We won't be bored, you know, which is something that I'm excited to see Delpit in this run defense, and maybe a guy like Todd Harris or Jacoby Stevens, and see what they can do against a mainly a rushing attack. But you also have to be vigilant in that backfield because, you know, last year. Um, Shea Wirtz did have 10 touchdowns, completing 60% of his passes. So it's going to be one of those mind tests for this defense. And, you know, Josh, looking even further ahead, it's really going to prepare this team against Texas, who Texas has a pretty dynamic running quarterback as well. Right. Yeah, no, this is this is going to be a good test overall. And like you said, Texas does have a, a great running quarterback. But, you know, when you bring up some of the young guys, Charles, just let's pay attention to the Stingley. You know, I know Derek Stingley, he's going to all world. He's going to be the next Patrick Peterson. But believe me, these coaches, I know they, they have done their research. He's a true freshman. There's some young guys in certain spots, like you mentioned. Uh, let's see if they can stick to their assignments. Let's see, you know, let's see if they, they'll fall for the triple option. Because you mentioned he had, he had 10 touchdown passes, 60% completion. And a lot of those touchdown passes, if you go look at his highlights, People get sucked into that triple option, and they're they're looking for the pitch. And man, he step he pulls back and steps back and tosses it right over their head. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see some of the young guys, uh, especially in the secondary. Like you mentioned, uh, Grant said, going a lot of running is going to be going on. He knows he's a senior guy back there. He he don't want to get in, let anything get over the top of his head. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting and fun to see how some of the young guys prepare for this team. Well, you look at the defense of Georgia Southern, and they're led by a guy by the name of Kendall Vildor. Uh, he is a returning cornerback, had four interceptions last year, and I think I read that he is the um, preseason Sun Belt 
pick to be mm-hmm. the defensive player of the year. So a guy that's got a lot of talent. Do you think LSU challenges him in this first game? I mean, look, I, did, I, I tweeted this out earlier. Let me say this. Um, doing a deep dive into this team, they got some senior guys that have played in, on this defense for quite a while. And I'm, the average LSU fan might not know this, but back in the secondary area, they got guys that, that's been doing this for quite a while. So um, if, if I'm Coach O and, you know, I'm, I'm pulling my offense in the room and saying, I don't care, you know, how long they've been playing there. We're LSU. And uh, LSU should LSU's going to challenge them guys early and often, in my opinion. And I think they should to be able to build the confidence. Because, um, you know, they said week two, they, they, they play an opponent that's much larger than Georgia Southern. So, uh, to me, I don't care who they have back there. LSU's got to come out, throwing the football around. I don't care if that's screens. I don't care if that's short passes, deep passes. I think they got to come out and run that offense, that new offense we've been speaking of for the last couple shows. Well, we've heard a lot about how it's going to be that spread attack. You're not going to see right. many passes, you know, many plays under center. Do you still think we see a steady dose of that run attack in this game, though? No, I, I, I do. I, I think we see a dose of it, Charles, but I think we're going to see a dose that we're not used to um, as LSU fans. I think they're going to come out of the one op, one running back sets a lot. Um, you know, we always refer to the Saints. Look at some. Look at those draw options. You know, what we call run plays, I think we might see more of those quick passes to the running back out the backfield. Um, that might be more of your run-type option plays. Uh, and, you know, like we've been saying this for months, it's it's RPO, right? If they're going to run this properly, it's a run-pass option. So depending on what, what they're showing there at the line, you know, Joe might end up throwing the ball a little more. You know, he might end up running more draws. We'll, we'll see. But, you know, look. I had a lot of people today, Charles, on Twitter, and I know you probably picked up some of it, say we're going to get a whole bunch of tossed dies and we're going to all, you know, head home crying. Um, I don't <laughs> think we're going to I don't think we're going to see a bunch of tossed dies. I, I really I really think from just seeing everything I've seen that they're going to commit to this spread. Um, if they do run the football, you know, at a 60 percent clip um, compared to passing, I think it's going to be a completely different look than we're, we're used to seeing getting the eye formation, you know, in a cloud of dust. I think it, it's something to say, though, Josh. Uh, you know, you talk about the RPO. I, I don't think the RP, like you're going to see a majority run pass option out of this team, though. I think there's going to be a dynamic of it. But I really do think that this is going to be more of like a spread attack, you know, where, mm-hmm. yes, you have handoffs out of the shotgun, and, and yes, there could be an option. But I'm not sure, and, and you know, kind of give me your take on this. I, I don't really don't think we see a whole lot of Joe Burrow running on design plays. Oh, I'm curious. Why do you do, do you think that's just because we have quite a bit of wide receivers and and athletes that we, we should get in space? Is, is that kind of your thought on that? I, I think that it's some of that. I also think that LSU's heading into a season where they have a quarterback in his second year, a quarterback with the, a really good arm, a quarterback that makes good decisions, and a quarterback that you trust to audible to the correct play. Yes, if he you know tucks it and runs, I think you're okay with that because you saw how he had success with that last year. But I don't think LSU wants to put him in situations where he can get injured at the end yeah. of the day. No, I mean I. I I definitely see what you're saying there that if, you know, later in the year last year, Joe really, really put his, um, you know, put his head in the ground there and, and ran the ball quite a bit. And, um, you know, Coach O mentioned something on his show in one of his press conferences 
that he, he they kind of allowed that because Miles Brennan started to finally heal up from some injuries. So I think, you know, you, you might be on to something there that they might look early in the year. Let's not get our guy that we think can take us all the way hurt. Um, and maybe you see more of, you know, like the spread of attack. So, you know, I can definitely see that. Well, well, looking, just talking kind of about this offense and just what we expect firepower-wise, we see that you're going to have uh, Brady and Innsminger in the booth together as well as running a lot of no huddle. I think we see a good bit of that this weekend. Do you think that dynamic is going to run smoothly? How do you see that dynamic working? Uh, you know, I've got that question since Coach O put that out probably 30 times, Charles. Um you know, I, I don't know. This is going to be interesting because I think we everybody who you know that pays attention to LSU football knows that Joe's kind of the heir apparent. Joe Brady's kind of the heir apparent to Steve. That's what we we kind of think. Um, but knowing Coach Ensminger and where he's at in his career, and knowing the type of personality he has, you know, I think it's going to work out. But I also think he's going to involve Brady much more than you would see, let's say, the average offensive coordinator in this situation. I think Steve kind of knows he's at the end and Brady's kind of at the beginning. And I think as the season goes on, you'll see Joe more involved with the play calling and just, you know, a little bit more of his touch on it. Um, That's just my opinion. You know, I don't want to source that or say anything specific, but that's kind of kind of the feel that I'm getting. Well, talk about LSU going into this first game. Expectations are high this year compared to a season last year where people thought LSU would lose to Miami. Coach O was on the hot seat. This year it's a different story. LSU picked to finish a lot higher in the West, projected to get 9 to 10 wins by a lot of people, and even some are seeing this team making it to the college football playoff. How does that change in terms of motivation? I know Coach O talks about blocking the outside noise, but – I think, uh, Josh, we all understand that in a day of social media, it's hard to do that. So how do you motivate this team in, in, in such circumstances? Yeah, that, that's probably the toughest thing to me for a coach who was brought up in an era of the 60s and 70s, you know, who coached in the 80s and 90s and 2000s. And then you got this era of the social media. You know, I played sports myself and, you know, I didn't have social media coming up. Um, so it, it's a weird dynamic. Uh, with with all that being said, one thing that Coach O has showed since he's got there, he's able to keep the guys blocked out from the noise. I thought he, I think he does a tremendous job of doing just that. Um, he keeps them guys. You hear him talk about keeping them in the building, keeping them in the facility. Um, we all know there are phones attached to their hip. We all know they're going to be on Instagram. They're going to be on Twitter. They're going to read things. Uh, but you know. You, you can't let that guy. You can't let that stuff get to these guys' head and affect these guys. A um, couple of the main positions, you know, Charles, that we've talked about. When you talk about Joe in the quarterback position, you can kind of tell. I've, I've had numerous people ask me. It doesn't seem like Joe. He's he's on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter at all. And I, I think that's that's on purpose. I think Joe knows he truly has to block out the noise as a leader of this team. Um, so I'm I'm happy to see that that you know Joe completely focuses on you know what's in front of him and uh, the 2019 season. You have to think though, you know, the whole idea of blocking out the noise. If there's some bulletin board material out there, Coach O is going to use that, right? Oh, I mean, yes. I think 
when we get to the Texas A&M game, some of the comments that were said by Kellen Mond at the uh, SEC Media Day, that that absolutely should be should be on the board there. Texas had said some things. Tom Herman, we all know Tom Herman. Sometimes he can spew out them out without thinking. So, uh, yeah, I absolutely think he uses that type of you know those type of things uh, in in a positive way. Well, to kind of just talk about what you expect to see from LSU. I know we've talked about it a lot this offseason, and how much of this offense do we see? Do we see a full dress rehearsal, or, or do you think that they're hesitant to show some things? Yeah, you know, I, I, like I said earlier, y'all, I tweeted earlier, I want to see LSU come out with an aerial assault um, right out the gate and put their foot on their throat. I know, Charles, um, you, you're big about putting a smaller program like this down quick. Um, I know you've talked about that in the past, um, and I don't always agree with you on that. I think, you know, sometimes, but, you know, I, talk, I think this is the time that I agree with you on 100 percent that with the, you know, with the new spread and a new tech, I'm not saying we need to show all, you know, show all the all the ammo and show show all the weapons. And I'm not talking about that. I think people kind of took took me wrong in that situation. I'm, I'm saying they need to come out in this, even if it's a, a vanilla spread attack. But come out and, you know, get reps, even in a, the, the basic spread attack. Throw the ball around the field. Get, get these guys that didn't have too many catches last year. Put them in space. You know, let them get comfortable. Because we know when, when we, tick, we kick the ball off for Texas, you know, that's national media. It's going to be millions of people watching. And so, you know, I would like to see LSU come out in kind of a dress rehearsal, Charles, like you said. Yeah, that Texas game looks to be probably the site for college game day next week. It's going to be a media circus over in Baton Rouge right. as they get ready for that game. So I think getting that dress rehearsal done well is important. Something I want to talk about before we, we get into kind of our predictions talking about this game is tackling. We see it time mm. and time again. That first game is usually a game where you see missed tackles. I mean, shoot, you saw it in the Florida game. There's five or six ta missed tackles on a few plays by Florida. Same for Miami, you know. What can we expect from tackling, and how do you improve that throughout the season? Yeah, man, Charles, this is this is the first week of the season. Uh, I expect for them to have to knock off some of the rust, um, you know, without getting too much into the regulations and all that, we, we both know, Charles, that they've really cracked down on, you know, letting the guys be in pads a lot and a lot of hitting, you know, with a lot, you know, as far as the safety aspect. So the guys really don't get to tackle a lot. They do everything they can. I'll give these programs, do everything they can to allow these guys to practice using every piece of equipment they can. But, uh, it, you know, when you get to adrenaline going against competition, it's, it's not the same. So, I expect to see a little rust early. You know, that's what's nice about playing this type of game in week one. I'm a, I'm actually a big fan of playing more of this type of team. Um, not, not you know, a tiny, tiny program. I think this is a perfect test, your week one. Georgia Southern is a good, competitive program like Troy that if you don't come prepared, they will beat you. So um, I like this test. It's also going to make these guys focus but yeah, tackling is going to be—it's uh, going to be interesting. But I, you know, I expect it by the second quarter, Charles, going into the third quarter. I mean, this is a Dave Aranda defense. If these guys aren't quality, make quality tackles by the third quarter, uh, I think we both know he's going to be irate. Yeah, and that doesn't bode well for them come <laughs> Sunday or Mondays. So right. yeah, look, I agree with you. It, it's a veteran defense. It's a yeah, defense yeah. that 
has grown up in a Dave Aranda system. I think you're going to see new wrinkles. Uh, something I want to see on offense, you talk about the spread, you talk about, you know, e- even having some passing. I meant some, uh, some rushing attack. I want to see some screens. Yeah. I think that's going to be important against a Texas team is being able to run good screens. You look at the Saints, they run counter screens. That's how good at screens they are. LSU in the past five years has been horrendous at screens. Uh, something I really want to see, Josh, is a good screenplay, maybe two, maybe three. Shoot, I'd like to see five. Yeah. Charles, look, let me say this about screenplays and, and about Coach Ensminger. You know, I'm not one to harp on anybody in a, a negative light. But good, goodness, goodness, Charles, I don't think I've ever seen a team as bad as, the, you know, a, a elite big program as LSU is at running screenplays when, you know, 45 minutes down the road is the best, you know, professional team in the land. Just turn the tape on. Um, Charles, I would love to see five screenplays, you know, when we break maybe a couple of them for some big games because we have the personnel, you know, to – for that specific type of offensive calls, that that's what's so frustrating um, at times. Uh, so yeah, Charles, I, I hope we we see that. I hope we see you know three, at least three, maybe five or six. Well, look, Josh, I would love to see the offense move the ball, but something I want to see too is this defense be able to shut down this Georgia Southern attack. I know it's an option. I know it's difficult, but do you see Georgia Southern having success? moving the ball in Tiger Stadium? I do. I, I think they I think they have success. This might not be popular opinion. I think they have success, Charles. I think in you know the first quarter, maybe quarter and a half, I think LSU is going to have to make some adjustments because of exactly what you said early on in the show, Charles. I think we got some young guys in certain positions, like a Stingley who's out there at the corner. A lot of people don't understand when you run into triple option, if you know, and not, not that I expect anybody to, to study the triple option like I do, um, the starting cornerback out there, he has to come down at times and collapse, and they're gonna they're gonna force that young man to make decisions. Who, who do I pick up? Um, you, you mentioned the, the nose tackle. You know that it, it's. I think they're gonna have a little success early, and this will this will be some of them teaching moments. Why we have the highest paid defensive coordinator in America? Randa's gonna have to coach up some of them young guys, you know, and they'll be fine. I just think early on that they might have a little success. Just letting these guys adjust, uh, you know, to seeing the first game, first college, you know, action that these guys are seeing, Charles, is the triple option. And, you know, you've seen Georgia Tech do it to the to the best and most athletic defenses, you know, around that they can make you look stupid if you don't uh, if you don't pay attention all week in uh, film. Well, Josh, let's look at this this game and kind of just give our predictions. LSU sits as a 27-and-a-half-point favorite. You said you do see this team having success moving the ball, uh, but I, I kind of agree with you there. I do think LSU ends up ultimately shutting them down at the end, and you see this offense reach new heights. You know, I, I would really like to see this LSU team score 49 points. I'd like to see some miles burn in this game. But do you see LSU ultimately winning this game? And do you think this is a game where they can end up covering? So, man, it's, LSU wins this game. I think, you know, they win it going away. And I'm skeptical about covering, Charles, just because, you know, I think we truly see a new offense. Um you know, I think we really do see that and how efficient LSU is at that new offense because the coaches, you know, going to have a little bit of learning curve and so will everybody else out there on the field. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the cover. LSU 
45. Um, Georgia's Southern 10 is kind of the score I was looking at, 45 to 10 type score. Um, but also, Charles, I could see it being, you know, um, I don't know, like a, a 30, you know, a 35 or 31, somewhere up in there as well. If the offense doesn't quite click initially, you know, because um, it's it's such a new concept for these guys. So LSU 45, Georgia Southern 10 is, is what I'm going with. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I, I think there's somewhere in there. I, I see Georgia Southern, though, not getting in the end zone in this game okay. uh, and, and scoring, you know, nine, 12 points. And, and I really like to see, you know, that 45 score is good because then that means you do get a field goal from Cade York, which yep. we have seen or have heard from Coach Show that he missed some field goals in Tiger Stadium when it was damp and they had the band playing under the lights. So I uh, would like to see Cade York get some experience here because you never know when you're going to need your kicker at the end of a game. And Texas is a tough environment, a big game where a field goal could be the difference. So I'd like to see a few field goals from Cade York, uh, not because you want him to kick them, uh, or, you know, uh, but, it, you know, it'd be nice to see him get some experience in this game, right? Yeah. Uh, you would like to see this offense, unlike last year, push more and convert some third downs rather than, you know, getting shut down once they get closer to the end zone. But, uh, you know, I'm going to end up going with a, a score of LSU 48 and uh, Georgia Southern 12. Um, I, I do think they have success moving, but I think that defense, when you get closer to the end zone, is able to stack up more. But, Josh, I think it should be an exciting uh, game. Uh, before we f- wrap up here, any games are, that you will be watching this weekend? Oh, man. You know, I think as a, there's a lot of games out there, Charles, that um, I'll be paying attention to. But, you know, I, I, I want to I take a look at um, Clemson after losing, losing a bunch of guys on the defensive line. Uh, Texas, you know, I know it sounds cliche because LSU's play, playing Texas uh, in week two, but I really want to see their defense, Charles. Texas lost 10 guys on defense last year that, you know, some of them were NFL caliber guys. So, um, you know, I'll be paying attention to some of the guys on L- um, teams on LSU schedule. And just, you know, I've always, always got a guy um, eye on the SEC in Alabama, of course, Charles. I'll be, I'll be waiting for that upset in week one. <laughs> yep oh man uh, i don't i don't think that one happens i don't no, think it doesn't. i don't, it I don't doesn't, think duke can do it yeah uh, it, it doesn't but man it would uh it would be great if it did yeah there there are a few games i think that are gonna be good you talk about sec teams you know i think that uh memphis and Ole miss is a very intriguing matchup that's a, yeah that's an intriguing one yep uh I would like to see maybe that Houston-Oklahoma game, see what Houston brings. I mean, they're a talented team year in, year out, ever since Tom Herman got there. Or really, ever since, um, oh, man, he's going to slip my mind. The old A&M coach was there. Um, uh, yeah, Kevin Kevin Selman. Kevin Selman. That one slipped my mind. I, man, that Auburn-Oregon game should be a really exciting game to watch. Going to learn a lot about Auburn, yep. I think Oregon's a talented team. Wouldn't be surprised if Oregon wins that game, but ultimately you think Auburn wins. And, and then uh, an upset, uh, BYU and Utah. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, BYU wins that game. Uh, but like you said, should be an exciting weekend of football. Football is back. You know, really football was back last weekend, but uh, it is 100% back this weekend as we finally get to see LSU in-game action as they take on 
Georgia Southern. Josh, where can people find you at on social media and as well as your website? What have you got going on this week? Yeah, so, you know, you guys can follow me on Twitter at, uh, at LSU FBall Truth. Um, and the website is just LSU FBall Truth dot com. Uh, check me out there. So I'm going to do um, a, a pregame wrap here with Georgia Southern. Um, kind of what we talked about today, some some predictions and just just some notes in there um, before each each game this season. I'm going to just going to drop some notes in there um, on different things and some um, opinions and things with recruiting also some that there's going to be some big recruits in town and stuff like that. So just keep an eye. I'll post that on the Twitter account so people can uh, go check it out. Make sure you follow the primetime podcast at on Twitter at primetime underscore pod. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your media device. We will be with you all all season. Make sure to check out our game recap that will be dropping Monday morning, as well as our game preview as we will be getting ready for that Texas week. But before then, LSU takes on Georgia Southern, 6.30 p.m. in Tiger Stadium on ESPN. SPNU. Make sure you follow Josh and I as we will have y'all covered. We may have some news coming out later this week. And look, recruiting is still going on as we look at some of these high school prospects. I know Josh will be tweeting out videos, so make sure y'all keep it locked up, locked on with him as we continue to go through the football season. But for Josh Lemoyne, my name is Charles Reese, your host. Y'all have a great week, and as always, God bless.